Hello and welcome. This is Puneet Surana and you are listening to the Galata podcast. Galata is a word from the Indian language Kannada that means the noise caused by a ruckus. This podcast is about starting up while we are still in college, testing ideas, creating a team, building something worthwhile and adding value to other people's lives. Join us as we discuss the thrill of earning your first buck. tackling uncertainties overcoming obstacles and delighting others most of all the galata podcast is about seeing understanding and implementing so you can deliver on your audacious promise hello galata gang with us we have somebody who started acting at the age of 4 he was a playback singer at the age of 5 he started professional editing at the age of 8 and by the age of 9 he was already directing a feature length film this man has a lot of hats that he runs upon and the amazing thing about it is that at the age of 9 he already had a guinness world record for being the youngest director of a full length feature film and if all of that wasn't enough he is the youngest individual to get a masters degree in the country at the age of 16 i mean it just begins to get interesting when you realize that he has also been awarded the national film award he has been recognized by a lot of institutions and organizations entrepreneurial cine industry and the fascinating thing really about him is that he's passionate so focused and driven and he is just 23 join me in welcoming the individual who the folks calls the kannada sensation it's master kishan and i'm here with puneet and we're going to be having a fun conversation and uh, talking about lots of different things and uh, i hope you enjoy it the usual first question i ask most of my guests is what were the conversations around dinner table when you're growing up my entire family like my mom and dad uh, were all like you know creative people although my dad was uh, he was into civil services he was serving uh, the government in the tax department at the senior level and he was a bureaucrat and mom she was into a lot of different things but later on they also composed music when i was acting in movies so they had this you know a uh, thing towards uh, creative stuff and whenever we used to watch a movie two hour movie would be you know like pause play pause oh, play rewind and then think about or uh, talk about what how did they take that shot what did they do what cameras would they have used so it used to go on for like 4 hours every one and a half hour to our hollywood film that used to be the sort of things uh, you know that we used to really get fascinated about me especially as a kid i used to um, be a very notorious uh, inquisitive curious kid i can say and my dad had a handycam uh, which you know i used to play along with and then uh, used to record on hi8 and um, i even in fact i uh, tried doing something with it and broke it later <laughs> we've always had nice conversations about you know um, it could be like uh, movie making or creative stuff or like uh, sometimes it also gets boring with work and stuff but yeah that alone that apart uh, it's very interesting i can say i don't know like probably with that uh, growing up with such conversations i don't know what a normal dinner table <laughs> conversation is like anyway. so you were actually interacting about movies and dissecting them while yes while acting in them because huh. i could actually say that 
no no you know what today they actually took a shot like this and you know what camera they use they use these cameras probably the movie that we <laughs> saw the other day they would have used something like that because at that time the gap between our industry and uh, what was used in the english movies were like the it was a huge gap today yes the gap is like you know Which, we use the same cameras as they do i like the conversations that you've had but how how are your earlier um, years while you going through school i think when i was 4 i did my first year of school in uh, icsc the posh school in indranagar later we had to shift towards you know the other part of bangalore because it was nearer to the industry and yeah. i used to spend a lot of time traveling to locations and to sets once we moved to the other place uh, i you know i was uh, in a pakka state syllabus school i mean like uh, it was fun it was a new experience for me and uh, like you know those slang and uh, mm-hmm. having those uh, gully cricket sessions and give me give me a few slangs back then meter <laughs> was one i remember huh meter was one <laughs> meter i don't know i don't remember <laughs> any of it because i hardly went to school oh, <laughs> So the good thing was like uh, yeah they supported me in a very overwhelming way um, to give me uh, attendance and also to help me cover up my portions and it was really uh, supportive of my school my teachers and even my friends because half the time I used to have their books because you know <laughs> I had notes. to cover up my notes and <laughs> yes. uh, all those things and I was a very uh, grumpy kid when it came to you know notes and stuff I wouldn't let my mom or anybody else write them for me it mm-hmm. had to be me write them and Uh, copy them into my books and stuff like that and uh, even my teachers like even though i used to like get really good grades if i got an a they'd be like see mm-hmm. if you came to school you'd get an a plus <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should come to school more often i think ma'am this is like i just came like so it was fun school was uh, pretty nice uh, i think uh, friends were good uh, although like you know the connection between uh, friends wasn't that agree, great yeah. but probably it's always been with me that even when i used to play on the streets uh, mm-hmm. in front of my home i used to be the youngest in the lot so i never really connected that well with people of my age uh, when i was a kid but i used to like you know uh, connect with when i was in like fourth or fifth standard i connected with guys in eighth or ninth standard high school that's always been me like you know trying to have a matured conversation with someone else <laughs> and i don't know like uh, it's it's the way i am probably i think um, you matured much before the age but do you yeah. <laughs> do, do you still feel you miss a lot of childhood activities and those moments that your friends now talk about and think of see you can either have the pie in your hand or eat it so you can't do both right but still somehow i can say that i tried to manage to um, nibble on the crumbles and try to get the pie as well of course i had to miss uh, school trips because of security because of promotions because of many other things and then um, i would still uh, you know uh, if you if you like came home uh, after my school you wouldn't find me at home i'd be on the streets until you know way past dinner time uh, my mom or like somebody used to yell from the kitchen kishan where are you <laughs> so like get home and get your ass here on the dinner table so i've i've like you know uh, squeezed out uh, time and like played and had fun and uh, memorable days in fact like right from uh, playing on the streets uh, Mm-hmm. could be like cricket uh, hide and seek or uh, football which i am not even good at now because like you know i hardly got to play anywhere from there till like uh, playing indoor games or even playing counter strike and uh, all these oh. sort of games at a <laughs> cyber cafe <laughs> 
going there paying like 10 bucks per hour yeah yeah you used to be like that kid you know oh, that God. kid who came and killed everybody ah, so, i know that feeling yeah i've been there and be like uh, my mom used to like you know call the cyber cafe uh, and not then, i love you really. yeah no no you be where what are you doing like mama half an hour more mama and then yeah it used to be fun and because i used to go for shoots i used to have a mobile phone probably when i was 7 8 7 6 mm-hmm. 7 i guess and would only use it when i was out and because most of the times on set i used to be an independent kid my parents were like uh, busy and uh, th- that really helped me sort of you know uh, grow up, grow up. Uh, among different people and make conversations and not sit in a place and get bored and just being that uh, you know a cocoon i think you actually so, got out of your uh, cocoon and yeah. really blossomed very early i could i could mm-hmm. say that when you turned 9 i think you got into direction and how did the whole thing happen was it somebody's dream or how did the whole and who's the one who was supporting you all through this by the time i was like 8 i had acted in about 24 feature films 24 feature films listeners <laughs> <laughs> and um, through that i i i was very inquisitive and you know like every day was a different experience for me at uh, on the set while i was acting and as a child actor you get a lot of free time to spend on the set not like you're occupied from morning till evening during the free time during exams of course i used to carry my books to the set but uh, you know free time i used to go sit with the cameraman sit with the uh, cinematographer and ask them like what is this what is that what lens are you using uh, what filters are you using what lights are these is it a close shot is it a medium shot is mm-hmm. it a wide shot master shot so all these like i used to like bug them with questions <laughs> of course there were people who used to get irritated by me and like run away when I I came near them, but there were uh, really nice people to whom I'm thankful and grateful for. Who used to sit down and patiently tell me what it is, and uh, I used to have a small notebook where I used to, you know, oh. make notes of those things. And it all happened um, unknowingly, I can say, uh, of me uh, sort of gaining the practical knowledge of. different aspects of filmmaking i can say when i used to go uh, to the studios to dub for my own movie i used to um, bug the sound engineer and ask him <laughs> bro what what software are you using okay how do you do this when he used to go inside the studio to fix the microphone for a dubbing artist i used to sit here and record stuff and you know play around it's weird that they never sort of Uh, held you. me responsible for anything or oh. uh, they blamed me or they stopped me because if i were in their place probably i would do something yeah. like that but then yes of course they say you know success doesn't depend on the path you take but it depends on the people you meet on the path you take so probably i was on the right path with the right people which helped me gain knowledge about filmmaking and there was an incident that happened occurred uh, when i was 8 i saw these street kids uh, who were selling newspapers on the roads and at the traffic signal uh, toys and stuff and i felt like why don't they go to school and why are they doing this i asked my dad so he told me that they need to do this to earn their two square meals a day and if they stop doing this then you know life's going to be tough and i just had a question like see i am going to school and i'm managing my acting like i'm doing both. both so why can't they do something like that why can't they go to school during the school hours and do this in the early mornings and the evenings so then i felt like okay maybe i uh, should write a short story or like do something about it and then that short story became a long story adding more <laughs> characters and mm-hmm. narrating it to my parents and uh, they encouraged me and then when i like you know narrated it to my dad's uh, friends and like family friends they were like hey why don't 
you know he direct this film mm. and uh, that's how i think you know it all started and then probably had to do some uh, reverse engineering uh, into digging through some screenwriting books mm-hmm. and understanding uh, the theoretical filmmaking there were a lot of books that uh, my uh, dad and mom uh, helped me understand and uh, sort of read and go through into ba- various uh, aspects of filmmaking for a 9 year old to uh, sort of call the shots and with 100 people being on the right. set and uh, of course there were like uh, later on uh, stars got involved into the project like mm-hmm. uh, sudeep sir and uh, jackie shroff i was i was intrigued i think this was when we met the first time how uh, i'm still intrigued um how did you go about right after your 10th um you joined a masters program i have i have always been curious about this was it an intentional uh, decision that you took or was it more about just getting through this college and all of this because you were not really attending anyways what was it about no in fact my 10th grade i passed out with 93% mm-hmm. uh, board exams so um Uh, of course like i managed to get everything about 90s um, after 10th grade like there was a big question mark in my life like in terms of my educational career because by then i had completed like when i was uh, four years of course i got into acting when i was five i did my graphic designing mm-hmm. when, when i was five six i was a playback singer and did my graphic designing and then at the age of uh, seven i you know did uh, professional sound engineering uh, lessons on that and then eight i learned editing on final cut and uh, avid and softwares like that so So when I was like 15 16 uh, when I just completed my 10th there was a question mark like okay what next mm-hmm. what more can I study something related to what I'm doing already there were like you know uh, diploma courses there were bachelors and uh, there were masters I saw that the diploma and the bachelors offered something which I have already studied way back when I was mm. a kid. So there's no meaning in me going and studying the same old thing again. So then there was this particular program, master's program, mm. where at least there was something I could uh, learn add. and uh, uh, yes, of course, value add into my uh, CV, I could say. So that's why I took it up. But you know, uh, you always uh, if I turn back and uh, look at things, I would probably feel like, "Hey, come on, I should have just done uh, conventional college and you know lived through all that but then there was an year i had to wait after my 10th before i got into masters when uh, my, my dad uh, asked me to like you know go and attend uh, a regular uh, college so, oh he actually made you do that yeah so i went to a, a pu college it was carmel pu college in basaveshwar oh. and i went there and experienced college uh, i was in commerce yeah <laughs> and i was really good at it as well uh, <laughs> even there like you know my teachers and everybody were very uh, supportive but did you actually and, uh, attend college this time around <laughs> uh, yeah like i missed i, I missed some What but i attended <laughs> i i like you know performed on freshers day <laughs> I sang a song by Enrique and uh, somebody's me. Mm-hmm. It, it was fun um uh, you know like there was various uh, competitions and like stuff like that where I sort of tried being a part of uh, of course stuff that happened within the college. I would still probably if if I were given an opportunity to go back in time maybe I'd be like hey come on let's just let's go back longer. to college. <laughs> 
and let's just enjoy and like not think about what to do in life. Do in life. But you know, I think it's these decisions that we take which are going to be really tough on you, tough on yourself. That is going to make you a different person who's going to stand out and who's going to like you know uh, be unique. And uh, that's why people when whenever they meet me, they appreciate me uh, for what I've done and um, they congratulate me. And every time someone comes up to you and they recognize you and they talk to you, it just gives you more responsibility to achieve more in life so that you live up to those expectations right. that people have on you and it's of course like you know uh, every award or every accolade that you get it's like uh, putting more responsibilities on your shoulders so mm. if you see it that way probably you shouldn't uh, look back and regret it what you've done but uh, you should uh, rather appreciate it for what you are today and it is only because of those things that yes. you are what you are today and I think uh, it's only look ahead and uh, it's way brighter than you could ever imagine wonderful I think this is something that I've seen so common across the guests we have had and you have listened to they have managed to somehow find a way through the education system or around the education system to go ahead and pursue what they actually wanted to pursue we had about 86 courses at least I realized <laughs> when I passed my second P I had 86 STEM courses to choose from okay okay and yeah I think this generation is bombarded with so many courses so many things how would you suggest they get the clarity of what to do next after their 10th after 12th after their undergrad See, I think um, compared to probably when you did college and... We uh, did college. We are yeah, we're okay, the same yeah. age. <laughs> we, we, we did college. I'm we younger to you. <laughs> okay. So when we did college and um, you know, students uh, are youth today, mm-hmm. I think today with uh, technology, we know about a lot of things. We know like uh, about professions that we never thought they existed. And uh, that sort of gives them all the more clarity in terms of, you know, okay, is this good? Is this good? So at least they have something in their mind. Unlike, you know, may, it's like, Are, we'll do science, arts, commerce. If you to science. Nahi to put commerce. him in commerce. Agar kuch nahi, he's not fit for life, bro, if he goes to arts. But today you'll see yes. that people who are amazing in school, they take up arts. And in fact, there are various uh, curriculums where during your schooling, you can choose, uh, you know, uh, subjects like acting or dramatics or it could be uh, humanitarian uh, mm-hmm. uh, services. These subjects can be uh, opted out when you are in your school, mm-hmm. starting from beginning from high school. So that's kind of, you know, something I, I really appreciate in the educational system. But then when I go abroad, they actually appreciate our age-old uh, educational system. Because, based, yes. because a student is prepared in all sorts of way he's given an entire arsenal um, with you know all talents under his uh, uh, arms like until his 10th grade he has to study everything Everything, he cannot say no to math he cannot say no to um, chemistry or be it biology so he needs to study everything and probably that sort of pressure uh, that was brought on to students helps us handle situations when it comes to later parts of life and that's why you know they say Indians are good at problem solving of course we uh, were the ones who discovered and you know who came up with zero I think it's a debatable uh, conversation It's, it's an entire conversation we can have we can have yeah for so apart i think uh, today's uh, students
students today's uh, uh, young generation have better understanding of what they want to do in life at least they know that okay if i become a doctor this is going to be my life path, yeah. or if i if i want to become something else then this is how i'm going to spend the rest of my life if they're like really that type of nerdy people then they go in a different path if they're more that chill uh, sort of creative people uh, then they pick up something else in life and then there are people who want to pursue law and there are so many series hey come on like oh, thanks yeah. to netflix and amazon prime and like all these things they get influenced by very uh, different professions and they're like hey i want to become like you know uh, that lawyer like from suits or whatever so they don't be inspired by of, dexter <laughs> <laughs> please go ahead yeah so the sort of uh, i think it's a good thing uh, in a way uh, that uh, they uh, are having an orientation of what they want to do in life and uh, when it comes to choosing colleges today i can see that uh, students come and tell uh, their parents yes, that you which know college. Uh, which college they want to go to or what courses they want to do uh, unlike olden days and i'm loving the fact that parents in this generation are in fact encouraging this new zest and the zeal in the youth uh, they're like you you know you you just go and do whatever you want to but be the best in mm-hmm. whatever you choose because that's something i used to have Miss, as a part of my yeah. speech since i was a kid i used part to be like, yeah like i i used to be invited for a lot of fests or a lot of events i used to address huge gatherings of people and i used to tell them see wherever i go they they're like you know okay he's a genius or he's a talented kid but hey come on if i am a genius even you are all mm-hmm. genius uh it's just that my talent has been recognized at a young age so if you do the same then you know like we're all the same so it's just bringing out who you are and you know like exploring uh, your inner uh, hidden talent was there somebody who brought it out of you um, or was there somebody who you looked up to in your early years i think uh, in terms a... of as a director i always look up to uh, steven spielberg uh-huh. mm, because he's a very interesting uh, guy and you know he makes movies in different genres like what kind uh, of influence has he had on you see uh, if you look at uh, one of his movies uh, et extraterrestrial mm-hmm. which is completely different from uh, another movie like Indiana Jones mm-hmm. which goes into like you know treasure hunting and stuff like that and World then you see Jurassic Park where it talks about resurrecting dinosaurs and bringing them into today's age so the sort of movies that he makes are completely different from one another he even went ahead uh, directing the uh, animated movie Tintin mm-hmm. or the big friendly giant the BFE and um, a lot of the, such stuff uh, that's why he interests me the vividness yeah the vividness and see for a director to direct something which is completely two movies which are completely mm-hmm. different from one another just speaks volumes about the knowledge that he has i picked up that you should always like learning is a never ending process mm-hmm. and you should always uh, keep learning keep uh, uh, gaining knowledge and wherever you get the opportunity whenever you need to uh, grab and um, pick up new stuff and um, it could be through conversations with people or uh, reading or uh, watching documentaries or movies or anything traveling so you just learn new stuff and that's that's how you can you know right. whatever is in your brain is what you're going to make so if the stuff inside your brain is good then the stuff you make is going to be good how was your personal uh, life how were you personally happy or were you exhausted because of school work college schedule so i i mean like i like being under stress 
I like, like being under stress. Un- yeah, yeah. Explain. I really enjoy. I really <laughs> that's enjoy. called eustress. You know, that's an actual word. Ah, uh, what? What? Eustress. Okay. Eustress actually means the stress which is good for you mm-hmm. because it helps you grow, it helps you progress. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. And I love. Um, I'm, I'm a nocturnal person, so you know, I, I love being a night owl. Um, really? So <laughs> You're having an early morning interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like how much effort I Will had to put in. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was just kidding. So don't worry, uh, because when we shoot, uh, like I need to be up by like. Five a.m. one four four thirty five thirty sometimes. I mean, like when it comes to work, nothing matters. It's like that l- line that you draw between your personal life and your professional life mm-hmm. is what I really appreciate. Sometimes the line, uh, you know, gets blurry, and uh, you just need to, uh, you know, erase it and then <laughs> draw it again. Right. As long as you are able to do that and focus on uh, uh, yourself, I think uh, you should be amazing. Coming back to why I love stressful situations is because it sort of as you said like you stress helps mm-hmm. you grow helps you discover uh, new solutions uh, i'm really good at problem solving i'm not like uh, boasting about myself but then uh, you throw a problem at me i like hook or crook find some uh, solution right. to it like you know there's going to be like i think that way like you know okay what's plan a plan b plan c if this doesn't work out mm-hmm. then what's next yeah i was probably good at puzzles when i was a kid yes. but yeah and the tinkering with with all the tools and everybody i think that has really definitely and you know i think problem solving as a life skill is so important because when i was a kid i used to learn all these softwares like mm-hmm. i can list them out photoshop corel draw mm-hmm. illustrator page maker uh, this was designing and then pro tools logic pro uh, wave lab sound forge um, oh my god like so many of them after effects uh, 3ds max maya nuke shake davinci <laughs> resolve there was only like you know uh, davinci in those days resolve uh, and Game davinci maker. happened like later and then um, uh, scratch base like so like i used to learn these softwares on my own trying to find out the tools mm. and trying to do troubleshooting on my own hit a problem you hit a dead end and then you uh, work around and uh, try to find the solution for it so that approach yes of you know having hope that if i if i if there is a problem there is a solution yeah. it may not work but you'll still again find yeah you'll at least if you if you have a problem that means see it's a mathematical uh, thing mm. if you have a problem definitely there has to be some solution some to it it's just probably you need to use a different formula or a different uh, method of solving it but of course at the end of the day you will be able to prove that left mm. hand side is equal to right hand <laughs> side <laughs> uh, listeners this is a fabulous example of parallel thinking that we spoke about so we did an entire episode on uh, parallel thinking mm-hmm. so this is a very good example of parallel thinking applied of course he may not or may be aware of it but you can actually see if you want to re-listen to the last 10 minutes so you understand how he's been parallel thinking and solving the problems that come up and exploring so many fields let's move ahead kishan let's talk about your first entrepreneurial venture how did so, that go about after my first film care of footpath I uh, spent a lot of time um, traveling the world with the film of course uh, to various international film mm-hmm. festivals the movie won around 11 international awards along with that it also won India's highest uh, Swarnakamal National Golden National Lotus Games. Award which is like the highest award for a film director uh, from the president of India and I was really honored to you know get all these awards uh, the movie to get all these awards but w- one more added advantage with traveling the world was i got to meet people mm-hmm. and i got to learn um, from people and uh, sort of uh, get different technologies uh, get to know about different technologies from them 
and um, understand uh, things like stereoscopic 3D or virtual reality or um, it could even be uh, like you know uh, different effects uh, which were uh, new to cinema mm-hmm. what we call today as 4DX with this i sort of uh, got intrigued by uh, stereoscopic 3d when when did that happen were you i think i was about uh, 12 to 14 maybe you know uh, 12 13 because um, i remember i couldn't um, uh, afford uh, like a 3d rig which is very expensive by the way what's 3d a, a 3d rig, rig so is uh, yeah yeah so a 3d rig is where you place two cameras of the exact same specification mm-hmm. inside the rig so you can capture a stereoscopic image right so a 3d image so 3d photography i couldn't uh, like you know afford that like finding two cameras with the same lenses with the same camera body and the cameras have to match and then the rig is like you know something that you need to get from the states and um, where you need to do minute adjustments which i was very uh, fascinated about but i got to you know experience hands on uh, when i traveled the world and when i met these people but then uh, with one camera moving it and like you know capturing uh, 3d images that's where it all started and then uh, built upon the technology and uh, sort of uh, saw how it could be implemented into animation well when did this happen did you see somebody using a single camera or uh i didn't see What someone through, using yeah. a single camera but then you know like the internet was uh, helpful uh, for me uh, to sort of uh, experiment and it just said that you need to place like uh, two cameras side by side mm-hmm. of course it didn't just say something as simple as that but um, I was then like okay fine I don't have two cameras so so let me just try uh, doing photography with one camera placing it at the, the you know both the places so I had to do like shooting the same sti- scene twice yeah s- shooting the same okay. scene twice so I couldn't of course uh, work with live action uh, mm-hmm. because you know, like you know if if it's a human being or if it's a uh, tree or something your both images they can't match the same expression or the same uh, position so I had to work with uh, still objects and uh, that's how you know i saw and there was these anaglyph uh, glasses that i had gotten from the movie spy kids 3d mm. so there's like red and cyan glasses and red blue uh, 3d glasses so i used to keep them and then uh, because there were no 3d monitors those days or 3d tvs so i used to keep them and watch uh, on a regular on 2d a monitor uh, the anaglyph image and see whether the 3d effect has been achieved or not and then once you know it clicked we were like whoa and yeah. i used to call my mom dad and everybody and do these experimentations and uh, even my dad was very fascinated about it even he used to like join me sometimes and um, later on this um, interest towards the 3d technology grew and uh, i started learning how the 3d movies were made and uh, a, a few years later was when all these movies avatar came up uh, in a big time right. and then that was a breakthrough you're much ahead 3D. of time yeah after that like you know the entire um, movie industry revolutionized um, i can say the hollywood um, uh, industry into 3d so making action movies in 3d and uh, that was really um, uh, exciting for me and then uh, when technology's affordability uh, was like more practical we thought like you know okay what happens if we use it in animation because mm. there were animated movies which were They're coming out in 3D. 3d yeah like i think cars was in 3d if mm. i'm not wrong i'm allergic to animation okay. movies but okay yeah. yeah allergic is an actual word right <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, that's you know like one one part of like 3d and then um, later on um, when i was like uh, in my teens in my later teens um 
me and my dad we co-founded that company called uh, Multidimension Technologies mm-hmm. Private Limited uh, where we were uh, producing educational content for K12 and then uh, later we uh, merged with a, a UK based company called Winformax mm-hmm. who were into uh, different uh, things uh, in IoT and healthcare and then uh, when we merged with them uh, we uh, sort of you know um, uh, like how we you draw a Venn diagram and see okay what are the best um, Uh, right. talents that we have and then uh, Winformax were also you know into healthcare and then we were into technology and um, mm-hmm. digital medium so why not fuse the both and um, you know bring about a, a paradigm shift in uh, medical education was the question and then we did a proof of concept and showed it to you know uh, our clients uh, our, uh, who later became our clients mm-hmm. and they really loved it the way um i even remember the first uh, chapter that we worked on the topic was parotid gland that What was gland? the topic uh parotid gland parotid gland uh, because i've done so much so uh, research <laughs> and like been like it was only like i mean people. he can understand what a doctor says yeah me, yeah of course <laughs> i can uh, with anything with respect to parotid gland parotid gland is like a uh, like you know you take your three fingers uh, it's like a triangular uh, pyramid on the side of your uh, cheeks hmm. so it's one of the uh, three salivary glands like there's submandibular sublingual and the parotid gland so That's the parotid gland will be. We'll yeah so the parotid gland helps you in <laughs> producing saliva and like you know it secretes saliva and like salivary ducts so yeah all that let's just forget that happened but, but before we before we lose that uh, thought it's amazing how he's so passionate about learning and that has helped him steer through so many different industries from learning so many different softwares to understanding how all these technical um, machines or cameras work to figuring out how a 3D camera can be worked to figuring out the medical industry and their terminologies if you observe there's a whole pattern of being inclined towards learning and finding a way to bring that to his experience which is already accumulated over the time so i mean like uh, people love the proof of concept and um you know that's when we uh, sort of put a business plan in place and uh, started working on it so at this point in time in my life that one year of college that i attended mm-hmm. that one year of college uh, where i learned accountancy statistics oh God. Uh, business studies and it. all that <laughs> it came into use i was like so happy oh, finally i'm going to like i can say like oh i don't crunch numbers for a living but then yeah of course i do something on living i was there um, of course with the help of uh, people from uk and learning from them their um, methodologies of uh, setting up a business plan mm-hmm. about making a solid robust plan how different like, is it from the way we indians do Okay so walk us through it but i think it is something uh, it, it it should be like the same across all uh, no. fields we of course made a, initially we made it for we made a plan for 18 months uh, with 18 you know, months yeah it was a business plan for 18 months so we arrived at what is the budget uh, that uh, that we're going to incur and uh, what's going to be the cash outflow what's going to be the opex capex and then right from uh, you know uh, getting quotations from uh, equipment manufacturers um like you know if you if if i take you uh, down uh, to the production facility i can tell you what each of the table costed the laminate <laughs> on the table costed or the interiors or the ac or the cpu or the ram upgrades inside the cpu costed so i think working on the business plan to that detail mm-hmm. uh, sort of was a new uh, experience for me so i used to sit through it and like you know um, 
eat the eat these uh, guys heads off uh, sort of trying to bug them with a host of questions and you know i i could say that i probably did something that i did as a kid when i was yes. doing with movies so history repeats you know but in a different uh, scenario and uh, with the with the business plan in place um, we had like about uh, a few months August 25th was when this building was inaugurated. Um what other feature was something that you were surprised by that the UK team followed? Yeah, what I was actually surprised by was um see firstly they were being more uh, generous like I was being stingy. <laughs> I think I've always been that stingy person uh, like you know um, uh, cutting down on resources and like you know trying to maximize but that's just me. You can't expect that out of everybody is what they taught me. You know putting appraisals into the business plan like uh-huh. you're expecting that person to perform well and you're expecting that that person's gonna get a 20% 30% 40% 50% hike and uh, according to industry standards of course and putting that down in the business plan assuming that you're going to incur that cost because you're going to pick a good resource oh. is like you know very interesting I was like hey come on like that we can we can, we can look at that later, later. Yeah. but then who's going to pay for it later what yeah. if that person's really good and if you don't pay him he's well gonna enough he's going to leave so you need to uh, have uh, that uh, in your plan and uh, you need to sort of understand what it is and uh, of course like you know um, you cannot exactly uh, assess your day to day expenses or like unless you start running the organization and there might be uh, some additional stuff but in fact uh, i i really was very um, uh, intrigued that the business went as per the plan and you know as per like how we thought about it and like there's a month on month increment on the manpower that's going to be added and mm-hmm. for such a manpower to be added how how is the uh, human resource or the recruitment team um, how strong uh, is that supposed to be and uh, where are you going to get that from and then so like it was like a complete a to z of um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know movie. a business plan and um, i was really happy that you know i got to learn something new and uh, i did the entire like i i sort of you know managed the entire thing uh, of course um, with uh, the directors from uk and stuff like that why were you parallelly acting also were you parallelly uh, working on a project at this time um, i wasn't acting or working mm-hmm. on any movie mm, i had just completed uh, care of food part 2 uh, which was in uh, kannada telugu and hindi and uh, that movie uh, made it to the list of the final uh, mm. films uh, of the academy awards and that's yeah the oscars <laughs> and uh, that that was really nice as well it was a movie on juvenile crime and like how uh, uh, you know kids these days get involved into crime um, as you know they're forced into it and how they deal with it mm. uh, coming back to um, uh, this uh, later uh, you know it was called as winfmax dimensions technology private limited and um, uh, yeah we picked up real big and uh, our investors um, mr prem and um, uh, everybody who are behind this project right. um, even uh, my dad is a part of the team and um, i initially headed the technology mm-hmm. uh, division for the company uh, being a co-founder and the director and later on uh, now i've like you know uh, moved on uh, to the advisory role so i'll be there uh, with the organization of course it is my baby it was a new uh, um, beginning in my life I-, i could say like a new start a whole new dimension yeah yeah a whole new dimension with multi dimension so <laughs> yes it was fun uh, i really uh, cherish those moments where uh, you know used to be like oh you know what 
it. I mean, we got a competitive coach from another vendor, and like, let's get this other guy and tell him that the other guy is offering for twenty grand less. So, and then he used to reduce it for twenty five grand less. So, you know, this sort of you can say you need to be cunning, mm-hmm. or else you're never a good businessman. You know, you need to be sure. You need to be cunning. What, what are some and at the same at the at, and at the same time, you need to uh, know where to draw that line between being a good cop and a bad cop. And sometimes you need to be both. you need to be the good guy and mm. uh, you know you need to be the bad man so with with my team i mean like i really love the team that's here and um, uh, i've been there from the day one from interviewing them like when there was no human resource or recruitment where i have called in my uh, what were you looking for contacts. at that time in- at that time i was looking for like 3d journalists and mm. uh, animators now, and what were you looking for in people oh in people i i kind of- see i i am not that sort of uh, that hr person who sort of grills <laughs> and all that but you know i've seen these interviews like how they go and i i have asked people miserable questions like i used to laugh like you know have a sort of laugh in my mind <laughs> i used to ask them okay five years down the lane where do you see yourself i'm like no like i, I know like sitting in your shoes you would be having no clue but i just want to see what your answer is going to be how you're going to react to yeah it. how you're going to react to it so and then they would come up with some serious uh, answer and I'm like okay pretty good mm-hmm. and then there used to be some uh, people who used to go blank or you know probably they knew but you know you'll understand that okay if they're not able to communicate properly it's lack of their communication skill yeah then you know you just tell them that it's an entertainment industry it's an animation industry so you know there are going to be shifts and you're going to be expected to work during the nights and um, there'll be a, a night shift and day shift so you're upfront about it yeah yeah upfront about everything everything you- yeah yeah so i used to tell them this is your job profile this is the job description these are going to be your responsibilities and this is what i expect out of you you need to like exceed my expectations uh and if you grow definitely we're going to grow together we're going to help you grow as well so that was something where i uh, really took the initiative to hold training sessions in this very room where like 25 30 people were like you know pushed mm-hmm. into this room and uh, i've taken training sessions for them um in explaining to them what 3d is what's uh, parallax uh, what are different things terminologies and skill sets that they've never been uh, exposed to and the sort of combination we had was like 25% were experienced people 2 plus years experience and the remaining uh, 75% were all freshers freshers campus new, recruits yeah these are new industry and no no I, actually not that but probably uh, you know uh, we wanted that sort of mix um, maybe if we had uh, the liberty uh, and you know we didn't have the shackles of a startup uh, probably would have gone for 50-50 but then um, yeah today we are able to do that uh, we want to but then during the initial days uh, Um, we we had to take up uh, more freshers and sort of train them and you know observe their learning curve and with freshers you know who are just like uh, they finish their diploma and they finish their bachelors so uh, assessing their uh, learning curve and assessing their capabilities was very tricky right. but i could also say that if uh, for a 45 or 50 year old <laughs> to do that and for somebody who is their age to do that was actually uh, you know easier for me to relate to them and see whether okay this guy is going to go whether he took up animation because he failed in everything else in life and <laughs> then you know he just wanted to do this there are some people who take up animation because uh, it has photography um, mm. as a part of uh, the course so 
they're not going to help you in any sort of way when you uh, get into hardcore animation or creating assets and stuff like that so yes of course like there were people who had no theoretical knowledge but they were really uh, really good practically like me when i was a director mm-hmm. i never went to film school i never did any graduation in filmmaking but when it came to uh, the uh, aesthetics practical. and the uh, uh, practicality i was really good at it so that's what i saw in people and uh, you know those freshers who came from different parts of the country we've got people from calcutta from delhi from rajasthan up uh, from tamil nadu kerala andhra telangana everywhere like i i can say almost who come here and it's sort of a uh, cultural diaspora where they all meet we celebrate uh, different festivals and um, you know we have biryani we have like we celebrate christmas mm. uh, we do pongal or onam or whatever it is it's it's a nice uh, a uh, cultural environment that i really appreciate yes we are getting to that stage where you know we are we are of course like uh, growing uh, more and more corporate culture uh, cultures uh, day by day but i i really like this uh, where you know it's it's that mix between uh, being a corporate and uh, being a uh, pakka uh, family run business sort of a thing somewhere in the middle yeah somewhere in the middle and, evolving. and uh, like you get to interact more with them and like you know it's like one big family of course when they organization now is like about probably 300 but when it grows greater and greater the distance is only going to keep increasing but that human touch is very much required you know when you uh, communicate with them and when you sort of try to understand their issues and their concerns like there was one day where i came in uh, during the night shift i i used to do this a lot uh like you know uh, uh secret visits or you can mm. say like you know uh, surprise visits akbar style yeah and then just come in and i've caught people who are sleeping or watching youtube <laughs> Oh god. Okay, that was like when I was like this is where we got the bad cop. That's when I told IT guys this is why I was telling you you need a firewall. Mm. No, we had a firewall but then you need a better firewall where you can uh, understand what 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 they are using. <laughs> and uh, you're not like, you know, and then uh, guys became uh, conscious. They started watching stuff on their phones and I've caught them and like you know, I've held them responsible for it. And then um, yeah, uh, there've been people who've slept on the floor for like 6 hours straight. and yeah you know like um i think i am a little uh, on the softer side although people see me as uh, harsh, harsh and uh, yeah. they see me as uh, arrogant or uh, aggressive but um, th- there have been like you know they have been fired uh, for misconduct and for uh, disciplinary uh, things but uh, i wouldn't do such things you know mm-hmm. I- i'm like okay if you made a mistake there's always you know, the uh, scope for scope for mm-hmm. uh, improvement and scope for correcting that mistake so yeah a lot of different things that i learned here and uh, that that is really going to help me in life and sometimes when you try to apply it into life it backfires yeah and then they ahead. try to give, say don't treat life like business you give us Most... an instance because <laughs> because this is a very fine line that we as entrepreneurs have to draw so what i i i mean i cannot probably uh given exact uh, explanation but i think uh, i might have one if you want to i might have used something um, with my uh, mom or <laughs> like you know i was like this uh, is going somewhere <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like how i reply to one of my emails my emails like i look like a very bad person but when they come and talk to me mm-hmm. that's not at all what i would have meant in the email i mean that's how emails are supposed to be is what i feel not putting a lot of uh, butter and cream and uh, making it like a sugar coated tablet so just uh, make it bitter and you know so now going to give us a story 
<laughs> so yeah the story i i don't know like i i think i uh, yeah, asked her for some she like uh, yeah yeah it will be done okay can you give me a deadline this is not your business <laughs> give me a deadline <laughs> Okay. So, you know, things like that and then... Uh, what are the simple hacks do you have? One is emailing to yourself. And mm-hmm. I know that both of us are terrible at memories of people. Yeah, hacks. like I... What are the I'm hacks not, do you have? See, a memory is something like... I don't know, like I should probably... Now that you told me there's a memory... Uh, she actually, you know, sent a thumbs up. The <laughs> we went live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like we should like uh, get to that memory expert and I want to like have a discussion, uh, chat with that person. Like I cannot remember names. I'm not good oh, at that stuff. What hack do you have? Do you have some hack where you remember? You oh, so if you people. if you look at my phone, I think there is no contact with just that person. Oh, name. here we go again. So it will be like everything uh, has a suffix or a prefix of how I know that person. Give us an example. Like uh, uh, everybody in my uh, college uh, goes with uh, you know uh, college uh, so and so college, Danish college, uh, this person college, that person. And then everybody in school goes with, you know, like the name of the school and the name of the person. And then um, all the cinema people like are listed in a different thing. So uh, you have grouped them? Not grouped them. Can I actually show it to you? Yeah. So this is how it goes. See, these are all like actor, actor, actor. And then, okay, uh, whoever I meet in Australia like this. And then, okay, bang. Cam is all like, they're all people related to cameras. Mm. And then Carmel is like, these are all the college people. So, do you remember the conversation? Do you take notes of conversations also? No, I don't delete them in the first place. <laughs> so I'm like, bro, I won't delete anything. I've got like WhatsApp chats ranging back to 2012. Everything from that day uh, till now. Uh, I'm not that person who believes that just because you delete a conversation, you can delete something that happened. 